Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we are talking stress. We got it started yesterday with stress's effect on our memory. Today, we're talking stress and the brain. Today, we're moving beyond memory and taking a closer look at how stress, especially chronic stress, affects the physiology of our brain. I'm sure everyone has experienced prolonged stress at one point or another in their lives. It can materialize as restlessness or lack of sleep, irritability or moodiness, forgetting little things often, or consistent feelings of being overwhelmed or isolated. TED-Ed educator Madhumita Mergia explains that stress isn't always a bad thing. It can be handy for a burst of extra energy when we need to focus. But when it's continuous, the kind most of us face day in and day out, it actually begins to change our brains. Chronic stress, like being overworked or having arguments often at home, can affect brain size, its structure, and how it functions right down to our genes. Stress begins with something called the hypothalamus-pituitary-adrenal axis, or HPA. It's a series of interactions between the endocrine glands in our brains and on our kidneys, and it controls our body's reaction to stress. When our brain detects a stressful situation, our HPA axis is instantly activated and releases a hormone called cortisol, which primes our body for instant action. But high levels of cortisol over long periods of time in situations of chronic stress wreak havoc on our brains. We've spoken quite a bit here on Grateful Grains about neuropathways as they relate to developing new habits and even new outlooks on life. By bringing awareness to our subconscious minds, we're able to have a hand in how our brains develop and change. When we make the practice of directing our thoughts a habit through practices like gratitude, self-praise, and optimistic thinking, we can literally rewire our brains to prefer those positive mental states. But the flip side of that is also true. When our mind is consistently choosing fear-based responses, those neural pathways become our brain's preferred means of operation, and it causes us to turn to fear-based responses more often. Mergia elaborates by saying chronic stress increases the activity level and number of neural connections in the amygdala, our brain's fear center. And as levels of cortisol rise, electric signals in our hippocampus, the part of the brain associated with learning, memories, and stress control, deteriorate. The hippocampus also inhibits the activity of the HPA axis, so when it weakens, so does our ability to control our stress. Even more, cortisol can literally cause our brain to shrink in size. Too much of it results in the loss of synaptic connections between neurons and the shrinking of our prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that regulates behaviors like connection and decision-making, judgment, and social interaction. It also leads to fewer new brain cells being made in the hippocampus. This means chronic stress might make it harder for us to learn and remember things, and also sets the stage for more serious mental problems like depression and eventually Alzheimer's disease. Mergia shares that the effects of stress may filter right down to our brain's DNA. She refers to an experiment which showed that the amount of nurturing a mother rat provides its newborn baby plays a part in determining how that baby responds to stress later in life. The pups of nurturing moms turned out less sensitive to stress because their brains developed more cortisol receptors, which stick to cortisol and dampen the stress response. The pups of negligent moms had the opposite outcome. They became more sensitive to stress throughout life. These are considered epigenetic changes, 
meaning that they affect which genes are expressed without directly changing the genetic code. And these changes can be reversed if the moms are swapped. But there's a surprising result. The epigenetic changes caused by one single mother rat were passed down to many generations of rats after her. In other words, the results of these actions were inheritable. We'll be picking up from there tomorrow, and we'll be getting to the good news at the end of the week when we explore options and solutions, how to prepare, how to respond, and what habits we can cultivate to decrease stress across the board in our lives. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again tomorrow for day three of our week on Unstressed. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.